first episode we talked about mistakes uh that we frequently see uh people make with rsps and we thought you know starting 2023 off right maybe we would kill some of our old habits Brandon, what are you doing we're burying you let the dirt just shower over you and learn some good ones moving forward in terms of financial planning today we'll talk about uh, rsps and things to do in 2023 to make sure that you're maximizing your rrsps so what better way to maximize an RRSP than to use one? Simple enough, right? So most people might not have one, um, but using one doesn't mean necessarily you open an individual RRSP. Maybe it means you're going to use your employer's plan uh, more efficiently. We talked about in the first episode how people don't use those matching plans, and that can lead to uh, turning down free money, especially in the long term with compounding interest. So it's important that Maybe we review our group benefits and see what our group RRSP plan is like. If we can, I mean, ideally what we want to do is we want to maximize, at the very least, the employer match contribution aspect. So that The aspect of an employer matching would be they'll match up to maybe 3% of your income. So whatever that number is, you want to extract all of the value from those plans because those are like free returns. So say your employer, you know, offers 3% match contribution. So you deduct 3% of your income from each paycheck and the employer is going to match that. You must, you must do that. That's basically an instant 100% return on your investment. That's, and then you add compounding interest over time and that account's going to grow and it's going to really help you in retirement for uh, an income source, um, making sure you're living more comfortably. So let's make sure that we're using those plans. In addition to your employer plan, maybe it's a, it's a modest plan and you know, you make a good amount of money and the employer plan, you know, it's, uh, it's a nice return. It's a nice perk, but maybe we need more tax relief. So that's when you want to look at maybe opening an individual plan outside of that. As long as you have the contribution room, it would be prudent to at least explore that avenue, especially with a financial planner, if it makes sense to reduce your tax burden uh, in your prime earning years. And by postponing that money and that ta income tax so later on when you use it in retirement, when hopefully you have a lower income, you're going to be paying less income tax in the future on that money than you would be paying today because you have a higher income and thus you pay more income tax. Another important uh, aspect that sometimes is overlooked with some planners or just people that are running their own accounts is make sure that we name the right beneficiaries. Um, we don't want it to get caught up in a state but per, uh, per se. And if we name a successor, uh, like our spouse, um, if we were to pass, we can roll that money over to them and there would be no tax burden. They would carry on the account and when they draw from it in the future, that is when they would uh, be paying the income tax. So let's make sure that we have the right beneficiaries. If the beneficiary happens to be in a different generation, so kids or grandkids, then when we pass, uh, we are deemed to have dispossessed or redeemed everything in that RSP, and then income tax is payable in that year of death. 
but that's often uh, a very easy thing to overlook in terms of the planning picture, estate planning and things like that is making sure our beneficiaries are uh, identified properly um, and we're doing it in the most tax efficient way possible. If you have a spouse surviving but you leave your RSP to a grandchild or a kid, that can bring up unnecessary uh, income tax burden in the short term. So let's make sure that we're using our spouse as our successor holder of the plans. Another thing, you know, maybe some of us don't like to do is uh, logging into CRA once in a while. There can be some really helpful information in there, and especially as it pertains to RSPs. If you log in on that main page after you log in, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you should see uh, some information about your rooms for contributions for your RRSP, your tax-free savings account. And this is important. We need to keep track of this. Because if we over contribute to an RSP by over $2,000, we can pay a penalty. And if the money stays in there, the over contribution stays in there for an extended period of time, that penalty is going to accrue and you're going to owe the CRA a decent chunk of money. If you have an advisor, you could uh, authorize them access to see your CRA portal. Uh, it's called the Represent a Client portal through CRA, where accountants or financial planners can use it. And of course, with your your sign off, your consent, uh, they can go in, they can see your room and they can plan accordingly based on that information so that you don't always have to go extract that information from the CRA website for them. Another important thing for uh, your RSPs and, and an important consideration in my mind is understanding that they're a vehicle to help you get to your goals. It's a tool created by the government uh, to give you some relief to encourage savings which actually spurs on economic growth. Um, because what do we do with savings? A lot of savings is invested. So when we think about an RSP, so an RSP isn't a specific investment type. It's not, it's not a stock, it's not a mutual fund, it's not a high interest savings account. An RSP is a vehicle, a savings vehicle, that allows you to deduct from your income in a year of contribution and save on some income tax and then withdraw money in the future and pay income tax on it. So it's deferring your income tax. So in that, we maybe we want to look at investments, uh, say we're young, say we're 30 and we're looking at retiring at 60. So we have 30 year time horizon. Maybe we want something that has better growth potential in our RRSP as opposed to a small amount of interest yearly. So it's important that we understand how an RSP works how we can use it for ourselves and our situation um, to shape what kind of investments that we put in it. And that's an important conversation to have with your planner. And so that kind of leads us to another really important thing that we should be doing in 2023 with our RSPs. And that's having a plan. It's great to use it. It's great to deduct some money from your income to pay a little less tax, get a nice refund. But what is our plan? What is the, what is the point? Do we... Is there a set amount we want to get under for a tax bracket maybe? Is there um, a set amount of contributions we want to make every year so that in our projected year of retirement, we have enough money to fund our retirement? So it's great if you use an RSP. It's great if you contribute to one, but it's not as great if you don't have a plan to use it. So it's important to sit down, map out roughly how much you might think you need in terms of income in retirement and set a goal uh, that will last you over time. And in setting that goal, let's call it half a million, we want to make contributions and assume an interest rate that is very achievable and maybe below market averages over the years. And in doing so, we want to map out how we get there. So how much do we need to put away monthly to reach that goal? 
So all of these aspects are part of a plan. And when you get to the retirement stage with your RSP, how you take the money out and use it as income is another very important step as it is taxable income. So what we want to do when we get to retirement is we want to minimize the amount of tax we're paying. So we want to be as tax efficient as possible. And part of that planning does occur a little bit earlier than retirement. So it's important that from the get-go, we have a general plan of attack. All right, so we've done all this. We've, we've identified some of the mistakes made, and hopefully we're correcting some of those habits. Um, so now what else can we do this year? Well, we're going to get our tax refund, hopefully, this year um, because we contributed to our RRSP last year or in the first 60 days of 2023 here. And now we're going to get a refund back. But what are we going to do with the refund? Have we earmarked it for a boat, maybe a convertible? What if we just put it away and reinvested it and got another break on that by putting that money into our RSP? And you know, increasing our potential refund for the 2023 year as well. And lastly, let's make sure that we're not going to be using our RSP as our main transfer of wealth from generation to generation. If you want to pass on wealth to your child, an RSP probably isn't the most tax efficient way to do so. Because when you pass, you're deemed to have taken all of that in the RSP as income. And that income is taxable. So there are other account types, whether tax-free savings or non-registered, or alternative options through insurance if you have an insurance need, that you can better structure and minimize the amount of taxes paid uh, at death to your family, passing on a greater amount of wealth to the next generation. So that's it for today. We have you know some to-dos for 2023. New Year's in, new me, hopefully. We're going to kill some of those bad habits by burying um, Brendan there from Step Brothers. And hopefully we don't get Randy Jackson mad at us. So what are we doing this year? We're maximizing our employer plan if they have one. Whatever they match up to, let's make sure that we're contributing that much from each of our paychecks. 3%, 5%, 4%, whatever it may be. Let's make sure that we're putting that money away, cutting it off the top of our paycheck, and it's getting doubled by the employer. That is a huge boost in retirement savings. Make sure that we're opening our own plan outside of that work if we have uh, an, you know, a larger income and we have contribution room for the RSP. Let's make sure that we're utilizing that. Let's defer that income tax payable now into the future and help save for tomorrow. Let's make sure that we either ourselves are creating a plan of attack for our RSP so that it has some purpose and some structure so that we know what that end goal might be and how we want to get there. Or let's meet with a planner or an advisor and figure out how we get there. Let's make sure that we understand how an RSP works, what it is. It's an account. It's not an investment type. What kind of investments do we want to hold in the RSP? Depends on your goals. Let's use those tax refunds that we we're getting uh, for the 2022 year. Uh, let's use those just to inject back into savings. Let's keep going. Compound, right? If we haven't used an RSP in 2022, it is not too late because you can use the first 60 days of the following calendar year because you'll know your income for 2022. You can use these first 60 days to make contributions to your RRSP and claim them against your 2022 income. That's a very, very important tool for people because once they know what their income is and what their income tax owed is, they can use the RRSP to reduce that income tax burden 
while saving for the future.